Welcome back to the Dream Career Podcast. I'm Priscilla Jabouin, the Dream Career Expert, helping professional single women who are unhappy at work find more fulfillment and meaning in their career. By using my five-step self-discovery My Mapped Happiness Method, I guide you to discover what your heart truly desires and I help you gain the confidence to make it a reality so you can wake up to a career you love. Thank you for joining me for this month's episode as I introduce you to another fearless, amazing, passionate woman who's waking up to life and career she loves. This month, the passionate, amazing, fearless woman I'm introducing you to is Marie-Chantal Millette, color expert and founder of Kryptonie, the color agency. Welcome to the Dream Career Podcast, Marie-Chantal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really awesome. I'm really awesome. So like every single guest, I'm going to ask you my first question, which is how would you define the Dream Career? Um, I would say that I'm having, I'm living my dream career every day. In my mm-hmm. opinion, the dream career is my career, but I, I think that different people would have different dreams, hopefully. <laughs> and how, how do you know it's your dream career? Like, what is the, the experience that you have that comes with waking up to your dream career? Like, I can't sleep sometimes at night because I'm so excited of like mm. working And for me, that's been like one of the biggest triggers is that I love my work so much that sometimes it can take a toll on other aspects of my life that I can neglect. For me, like uh, when I started my business, my friends would go out on a Friday night and I like going out, you know, I'm like a party person still at heart, but I would prefer stay at home and work. So that's when you know. It is when you know, definitely. I've had those moments too. Like, I call it workaholic, and people don't like it when I use that word, but I'm like, yeah, it kind of like is. It. Yeah, yeah I am. I love it. I'm always in my work. And unless you, unless, you know, you consciously say, step away, take a break, like, I could go for hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how, like, what was your journey that brought you to, like, being a color expert and doing so- what you love? Yeah, my dad um, would go to like um, Renault Depot when I was a kid and we spent like weekends shopping for tools and it was so boring, but I got to spend time with him. So it was like a good trade off for me. I would always spend uh, my time in the like the paint chips alley because it was like the only colorful place, fun for a little girl. And um, he was like, pick the color for your new bedroom. And that was like the best gift. And I was like reading at like the names of the colors and I found a color that had like a name that was a swear word. And when he came back, I like, this is going to be the, the name of my room. And he was like, are you swearing? And I was like, no, that's what the name of the color is. And he said, I can't believe somebody is getting paid to name those colors and chose that name. And in my mind, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Somebody is getting paid to name colors. That is a job. That is the job <laughs> that I want. And he realized his mistakes. I never gave up on that dream. Um, I studied marketing and graphic design because that's Mm. where I felt color, the psychology of color came in the most, but I rapidly, I was like, no, I want to do something more. Like I want to study color and I want to like help clients like 
pick the right colors because color is so important. And even in the agencies where I worked, it was kind of like undervalued, I felt. And so now I'm like one of 100 or something color experts in the world. Top 100, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the top 100. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, I choose colors for clients. I don't name colors in paint stores yet, but maybe one day. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to know which word that was for the colors. The color was named Varkalis. <laughs> yeah. So if you speak French, you know. You know. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to the person who named the color. Right. I really didn't know much about Quebec culture. Because chalice green sounds so much better. And I guess like from oh, my research funny. chalice it's like a, they were made out of emerald at some point or something like that and that made sense but oh, if wow. you're selling a color in Quebec I mean Varcalis is like a different story like it has a different you know sound that is hilarious it. yeah it does it's so funny I you know I'm thinking like that's something that you just keep and you treasure that like little do, does, do they I still like exist? I seriously now I've been like because I can't remember the brand and it's been so long I was yeah. like and I've been looking for it like yeah. I have boxes and boxes of like greens I guess it was taken out because I can't remember the brand I've been no, I can't find it anymore but it's I'm trying to mm-hmm. maybe somebody complained about it maybe (laughs) my dad he called the company (laughs) (laughs) you and you also studied didn't you go to California to study the colors also yeah I I'm um, a graduate of the creative circus which is one of the best advertising schools it's located in Atlanta Mm -hmm. but then I wanted something more like I self-taught myself everything I knew about color, but I wanted like a piece of paper that would say like, I'm a color expert. Yeah. And so Leatrice Eisman, who's always been my role model. I have all of her books. She's a very, she's like the color queen. She's the executive director at Pantone, the world authority on color. She's the one who picks the color of the year. And I went to Seattle to follow a training with her on color consultancy and how to predict trends, which is something that you don't really learn from the books. So that was really interesting. And then following her training, that was the first year I started my business that I followed the training. I thought if I get, if I am able to guess the color of the year, the Pantone color of the year before it comes out and like writes to all the media outlets, my prediction, and it ends up being correct, that'll give me a lot of press for my business. So I was like, I was pretty sure what the color of the year was going to be because I had done my homework and that year it was pretty clear in my mind. So I wrote to all the newspapers. This is my prediction for color of the year. I'm a color expert. If I'm right, you know, this is my phone number. You can send, Mm. you know, interview me. Just taking a risk. Nobody answered my email. I was just nobody at that point, you know, like just a girl trying real hard to get some media coverage. And then when the color of the year came out, I was right. And then the phone started ringing and I got interviews in the media. And then, you know, they just multiplied over time. And now they want to know my prediction ahead. I did it again this year. I was pretty sure about my prediction. So I heard I called the morning news and I was like, I want to go on air, cast my prediction exclusively. And they let me do that, which was amazing. And when it ended up being correct, I got again a lot of media coverage. Now I go on TV and it's it's just been a big journey, but I knocked Sorry. on a lot of doors and I got told no a lot, you know? So yeah. it's like, I get to savor this victory now. 
people always say like, oh, you're so lucky to be featured on TV for like everything you do. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I feel lucky at, at like to some extent, but at the other, like what you're not seeing like, is like the amount of work that I've put in to be featured on TV. Like I took risks and I tried really hard and I knocked on some doors and I'm being told no still today many times I keep knocking on the doors. It's not luck. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's I action. don't touch those opportunities. They don't come to me that easily. They come more and more easily because once you get into that, into that media circus and people know your name, they do come more easily. But that doesn't, you know, minimize all the work that has been put in to get there. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that's some, it's, it's an important part of the whole picture. Right. I was just talking to someone yesterday saying how often when we see someone who's become very successful, we really just focus on the story of the success and we very rarely talk about what, what was the background story, right? That led to yeah. where they are today. So I'm glad that you are bringing that up, that it's not just like you snap your fingers and all of a sudden like, oh, look, I, I'm known as like the color expert. And I love how you're sharing that. It was just like, okay, I'm going to predict, like, I'm just going to put myself in this space and say, look, I'm predicting. And if I'm right, give me a call. And I think that's amazing that you were right. And that year, I believe was the year where it was, it was purple or violet, the color. Yeah. It was like radiant orchid. So yeah. The okay. Yeah. Family. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that you had even shared with me at one point how you had started seeing like a certain tendency of the colors that were showing up on like stars or uh, what was being promoted previous to that year to be like, okay. Yeah, so I'm like to predict the color of the year, you look at what's going on, like a color that's just starting to be showcased here and there. And there's like a reasoning, like there's a need for it. So mm -hmm. like Obama had been elected again and at his, um, what's, what's it called? The ceremony <laughs> show on TV. <laughs> Uh, Michelle had the purple gloves, the girls, they had like the purple mm. coat, Kelly Clarkson, who sang the national anthem, had a purple scarf, okay. the Ravens wore, won the Super Bowl, there was purple everywhere, um, and we were recovering from like difficult financial times in 2008, that was difficult, it hit the United States pretty hard, and then 2013 was kind of like we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, people were like slowly recovering, and when there's like recovery, um, you know, historically, we can get those more creative colors because it's time to innovate. You know, we mm. picked ourselves up and now it's time to innovate. So purple is kind of an innovation color. Radiant Orchid was kind of a celebration of like, okay, we've been through this, now time for the next big thing. So those really happy, lively colors come after big, you know, emotional struggles or financial struggles. So there were like many, many clues. So those are just a few, but it all kind of lined up for me to say, you know, and this year I predicted illum illuminating, which is like a bright yellow. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was clear because we need that light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a pretty crazy, dark year. So mm -hmm. we needed that. Um, but Pantone surprised me and picked two colors because they were like, okay, yellow, you're right. You know, they didn't tell me you're right, but I, I was right. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're right because we need that light at the, at the other end of the tunnel, but we're not through it all yet. You know, mm -hmm. we still need that stable foundation. So they said ultimate gray, like gray is very like solid and we need like okay. a solid base started the year so they made they did a combination of colors so there's mm. like a reasoning behind colors of the year people ask me all the time like who decides this and why and it's like not like yeah there's a committee that would like select this color of the year but it's not like somebody who just loves blue is going to get their way this year it's really like what do we need as consumers what is like what do we need and how we're gonna you know benefit psychologically from having this color very present in our wow. surroundings 
Wow. Yeah. That's super interesting. Um, you know, when you think about your journey, because you, you did talk about the fact that, um, you know, in order to get where you are today, there's a lot of knocking on doors and there are no's. And, and you know, once I had seen this acronym around no, that's like no is next opportunity. So it's just yeah. like, you're just going with that. You're like, yeah, it's, it's, and a no is just a no. Like I always tell people, a no is just a no, like a yes is a yes, right? It's just a re the yeah. person's response. And it doesn't mean anything about you or like your abilities. But um, in your journey, did you experience any fears or concerns in like stepping into this role? I mean, I had financial fears. Like I, when I started this, I had no like I had no net or like I had no plan B. I had not accumulated a lot of money in my account that was, you know, a, that would allow me to survive a long time without any revenue. Mm -hmm. I was just, I threw myself into the wolf. Like I, I watched Tony Robbins once and he said that saying that was like, that's so true. It's like, if you want to get to the island, burn the boat. And at first you're like, how the, f you're going to get to the island if you burn your boat. But like, seriously, it's when you like put yourself in a situation where you have no other, like you need to get to that island because I'm not going to be able to put food on my table if I don't find clients. Mm -hmm. And that just set fire to my ass, you know? Mm -hmm. I had like the fire within me. So like, yeah, I had fears, but those fears gave me hunger, hunger to succeed. Those fears were just like the best thing that happened to me because if I had like a million dollars in my account, I was like, maybe I wouldn't have been as successful because I didn't have that drive, that need, that necessity for me to succeed, you know? Um, so yeah, I had fears. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to pay my mortgage, my, mm. my food, my everything. I like nice clothes. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to buy that. <laughs> That's not a real problem, but yeah. you know, you, you have like certain things that you love, you know, you have a certain lifestyle that you like to sustain. I didn't know if I was gonna sustain that. And sometimes mm. I couldn't and the first few years were hard and sometimes just I had really good months and I had really bad months because that's the when you start a business it's really hard to just start solid and regular it's just like you'll right. have like months where you don't even know what to do like when to take a shower because you're so busy and then you'll have a month where you're like okay I need a dollar <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you have fears but I think the best thing is like, keep going and use that fear. You know, mm -hmm. there is another thing is like, feel that fear, but do it anyway. Yeah. And that's kind of been my mantra through it all. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because when you were saying that about what Tony Robbins said for me, it was like, yeah, well, if you burn the boat, you need to figure, you need to find other solutions. And I think that that's also like the boat would be like the easy way. And often people, when they think about when they look at their lives, it's like the comfort zone is the easy way, right? They stay in the easy zone. And I guess even when you think about everything that's happened with COVID, it's almost like it, it threw us, like all of a sudden we're thrown out of the comfort zone and we need to figure it out, right? So it's basically yeah. us having to figure, it's, yeah, it's having to figure it out. Like just really brainstorming to be like, hey, what solutions can I, can I come up with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know that, sorry, the one thing that I want you to share about, if you don't mind, is um, I know when it comes to finances and those concerns, you did mention like just that piece of you just really figuring out that initially when you did find yourself in that situation where it's like, okay, I have to make money, you just picked up the phone and you started calling people and was just like, hey, do you need help with like a logo or whatever? So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? 
yeah, like cold calls were like my day to day. I was just, I remember when I, you know, decided I was going to have, you know, my first client, I was like, okay, who's that going to be like, who's going to hire me? I was almost fresh out of school. I had very little agency experience, like nothing tangible, real projects in my portfolio. I'm very good at pitching. Like I'm a good sale. I have to sell myself all the time, but I have to sell the invisible, you know, that's like Mm. the hardest color to sell. You know, I had no portfolio and Mm -hmm. I had like a friend from way before and I knew he was opening his physio clinic and I was like, hey, you know, do you need a logo for that? It's like, actually, I do. And it started with a logo and then it ended up being a website. And then it gave me the confidence to like go after another. Hey, I just did this physio clinic. Maybe I can do like this Pilates studio from across Mm -hmm. the street. And then that was my second client. And it was just like, you know, I... I always had to hustle, like go on LinkedIn, go to networking events, print out business cards, get out there, you know, like the clients are not going to come to you. And every day I would have to do at least one thing that would, you know, make me closer to signing a client or, you know, going in the media or just like every day, even today where I feel like I'm being way more successful than before. And I, I would, you know, almost feel like I don't need to, you know, make those actions every day I still do because people forget people think you know I'm successful now I have all these clients but like at some point the mandates are finished and then you have to find new clients and it's when all the mandates are finished it's not time because you're stressed now like you have you have to prepare always to you know what's my next step before getting to the next step and not having one Mm -hmm. and you know that's been yeah, cold calls all the time. I had to, it's a very different lifestyle. Now it's easier because ear to mouth, I actually have a good portfolio now. People have heard about me. I have clients' testimonies, but that was like years in the making. Now, at first I was pitching with, with I was fishing with no, you know, I was, you know, I just did what I could with what I had, but that gave me, you know, fire, the fire that I needed. Um, so that's how I got by. I made just enough money to sustain what I needed and the rest was on my credit card. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that wasn't a fun space to be in. Um, But I think most of us have probably experienced that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it just sounds like this dream was more important than anything else. Yeah. And also is like knowing my worth was like the biggest challenge through it all. You know, there's always people that are going to negotiate your rates and everything and make you doubt that your work is worth a lot. You know, you're only spending an hour. Like, why is that? Because I've put so many, you know, years and, and, and years <laughs> of studies to come up with like being so good at what I'm doing in an hour. So what you're paying for is actually all these years. And I had to justify now, like, I know my worth. This is, like, my price, and, like, I know it's worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, in, when it comes to logos and everything, there's, like, such a big range, you know? People can get a logo for $5 on the internet, or they can yeah. go to an agency and pay 20 k for a logo. It's, like, so wide, the market. We mm-hmm. have to, like, figure out, you know, what's what makes you unique and know your worth. As soon as I knew my worth, I was, like, okay, my salary just bumped up. I, like, my first year I was a certain price, my second year I was a certain price, my third, you know, like, and you gain confidence as you go. So yeah, knowing your worth is like also a big challenge. You're almost afraid to also 
tell people what you're worth at some point not anymore but that's been a big challenge for me yeah do you feel like part of it I I feel like sometimes it's like we love what we do so much that it's almost like a guilt to charge like initially when we're start starting right it's like but I'm having so much fun doing this right yeah I mean I I shouldn't say this but even if it this wasn't a job I would probably do it as a hobby you know like I'm but at the same time it is work it is work and it's work not anybody could not anybody else could do so like mm -hmm. there is a worth to that and it's not because I'm having fun doing it that it's not worth anything of course not of course privilege. not that's a I privilege think, that I got for myself you know for sure for sure I just feel like I mean personally for me when I was just starting um like I was in that space of like oh I love this so much that it almost feels like unfair to ask people to pay me for something I love to do just because work is often connected to something we don't like to do it's almost yeah. like well you're getting paid to do something you don't like right it's almost like that's that's the exchange you do something you don't like but you get money for it so then when you're actually doing something that you love it's almost like well that discourse doesn't really fit well anymore but definitely like you said like with time as you it's not and I think like it's not for me just even around the values like seeing the results that my clients are getting yeah. and that then you see like, okay, yeah, my clients are actually getting like the results that they're coming to me for. So then, like you said, like when you're creating colors for your clients, it's like my clients are like attracting, it's attracting clients or sending like a certain message to their yeah. clients that they're coming their way. And therefore that's really also what you're paying for. You're not paying mm -hmm. for like just the logo or just the coaching, for example, right? Yeah. What do you feel is like the most amazing part of waking up to a career that you love? I mean, isn't that just the best right there? Just waking up to a career that I love. I mean, <laughs> for me, every day is different. Every client I work with is different for me. Like also what's good is when my clients, you know, just as you said, come with results. I've changed their business. They've made extra revenue because we chose the right colors for their packaging. We made the right moves. We, we chose everything right like that's so like that makes me feel so good like that I'm helping somehow mm -hmm. you know and and that it's not as shallow as it seems to pick colors because to some people it seems like you know she picks colors for a living <laughs> is that a real thing like, yes like I have a proven track record of like helping my clients achieve better sales mm -hmm. because we've picked the right colors because they've been consistent you know color influences purchasing decision by up to 92 percent the first judgment we make about a person or a product is often based on color. And mm. I make sure that my clients pick the right one. So I don't think it's a small job. I don't think it's futile. I think it's like actually one of the most important thing about their business. So, I mean, everything about my, what I love about my work, what's the best part? I don't know. Everything is the best part, you know, yeah. getting to drink iced coffee while, while choosing colors. That's like the life right there for me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like just basically doing whatever it is you want to do um it's like doing what you want to do when you want to do it um yeah mastering your own schedule also is there it's such a privilege you mm -hmm. know like you know not having to call for sick days or like you know just mastering your own time what what is better than this this is the best gift for me if yeah. I want to spend I have two kids now if I want to spend like my morning with my kids I can I can do it you know mm -hmm. like if today I feel like it's important for me to spend time with my kids and I don't have to call nobody to ask permission for that mm -hmm. and that feels amazing 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That freedom and, and you know, the freedom in the scheduling, I always like, sometimes I just sit there and I reflect about that because it's so important because like each and every one of us is so unique in the way that we function best. Like I was telling you how early I got up this morning and just like, yeah, mornings are really like my creative time. And imagine if I had to now completely ruin that creative time because I need to get in a car and get to a job that expects me to be at work at 8 a.m. when it's like, actually, that's when I'm the most creative, right? Or, and then, so I, I can work around that. So it's completely aligned with me. And for example, I've noticed that Monday mornings, I don't like to rush into my week. I like to just wake up, take my time and kind of just be in the moment and decide what is my week going to be like, right? And, you know, you don't have the luxury of that when, like you said, somebody else is deciding what is your schedule going to be like, or there are like these rules around like what you are or are allowed to or not allowed to do when it comes to work. Definitely. So I mean, you, you mentioned that there's like everything, everything is great. And I'm still going to ask you the question, like, is there ever any moment in time when there's something that you're just like, you know, this is my dream career and like this small percentage, not too crazy about it. Yeah, for sure. Like when you manage a business, you have to do it all. And for me, that was like a one of the biggest learning curve is to know that I don't have to be good at everything. And mm eventually I would I I wanted to be able to hire people that could do the things I'm not so good at so I know that you know accounting is not my thing you know asking running after clients to get paid is not my thing Mm. I don't like to do that I don't want to be that person um planning scheduling organizing those are not my fortes I had to do it for a while though like that's what you know having a business um, is and at first you don't have the money to hire someone to help now I'm glad to say I have someone who helps me with all the stuff I'm not good at and that allows me to like focus on the stuff that I'm good at and that actually pays for itself because I spend more time working on mandates mm-hmm. and then I get to pay my, my assistant who gets to do all the stuff that I'm not good at but for a while I struggled because I'm not organized because I'm not you know follow-ups are not my thing so Yes, you know, there are some things that are challenging about running a business. If, if it was just easy, as easy as like naming colors and getting checks and not having to build clients or ask for anything, that would be the dream world. But managing a business is like it's big shoes to fill. And that's not always easy. Definitely. Yeah, I can totally hear you on that piece. I, I definitely have identified those parts that I'm just like, you know, I could definitely do without this part. Um, so like on that note, you know, now you've been, you've been doing what you love for a really long time now. And when you think about like women who might be really struggling to take that first step towards, you know, actually doing what it is their heart truly desires. Like you just knew, like some of us are, are lucky, like, you knew really, really young. I knew as a teenager, but some people are really in their, you know, late thirties, early forties, and they just really don't know or they might have a little nudge, I call it the nudge, that they're um, hesitant to pursue. So what tips would you have for uh, these women, these listeners who might be like at that cusp of like, ah, is it really worth it or do I go for it? Like, It is worth it, but you have to make sort of like a contract with yourself that you're going to give it your all. 
Mm. If you're going to do it, you do it. You're not like half in, half out because it's not going to work out. You know, the only recipe to success is are you going all in? If you're going all in and you're willing to put the hours and wake up every morning and do something to like feed into that dream or get closer to that dream career, you go ahead and do it. If you're mm. not sure if it's for you, if you don't want to put in the hours, if you feel like don't don't do it, you know, yeah. like. If you really believe in something bigger, if you have a dream and that's the most important thing to you is to get there, then like definitely do it. And yes, mm. you're going to like put in your blood, sweat and tears into making that dream happen. But after you do, you're going to come to this biggest realization and like you're going to be so happy that you did. It's not going to be easy, though. It doesn't mean that you're stepping into this dream world. Chasing your dreams is not an easy journey. But what you get at the end of it, that is the best, you know, gift you can ever receive. And so it's not a free gift, though. Right. You know, you got to go for it fully, thoroughly. Yeah. And there are going to be some non-believers that make you doubt, you know, in yourself. You know, is it the good thing? Are you making enough money? Maybe you should think about something else. If you believe in that dream, you got to like you know, forget about these naysayers because naysayers are going to be there along the way. They're going to make you doubt. You got to have this certainty about where you want to be, where you want to go. Visualize yourself there every day. Don't take no for an answer. You know how many times people told me that wasn't a real career? Many times. Yeah. Many times. That's not a real job, naming colors. I mean, I make, I, it's my real job now. Yeah. I'm like working with colors with people from France, from the Western Canada. I have clients from all over the world now. That's so amazing. I laugh now. And yesterday was like the biggest, you know, a little, a little treat for me. Somebody I, I, you know, I'm very active on social media. And when people tag me in their work, I love commenting on it if I like it. And somebody had tagged me in a color palette they had been doing. And I loved it. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I commented, you know, oh, great work. I really love what you're doing. And they took a screenshot of my comments and then posted it back on Facebook and said, when your role model comments on your color palette. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, I am somebody's role model. That is so freaking <laughs> awesome. You know, like just like that I was able to inspire one person to chase their dreams like one person that you know believes in herself because they've seen me do it if you're like once you get there you're going to be able to inspire and change the lives of way many more people than you think and if it wasn't for me commenting I would have never known how much I impacted this person but for me it just like came to just a confirmation that you know even when you make it you kind of always have doubts am I doing the right mm. thing so those little confirmations and knowing that you're much more impactful than just like your clients, but also people's lives that you're inspiring people to, you know, start their own business or believe in their dreams more. That is like the best gratification ever. Definitely. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I can imagine. It's really awesome. Yeah, that was great. I'm going to, I took a screenshot of her screenshot and exactly. now like <laughs> I saved it in a file and then I'll just look at that every time I'm in doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it, it is interesting that you say that because for me, it's like, yeah, you've already reached the top. So what's there to doubt? Like I see you in like, in that space of you've become right. Um, but I guess it's, it is like that 
we still have like those little voices that we need to push away often of just being like, no, I like, I, this is a job, this is real. And I guess it's like that yeah. part of you that's still like pinching yourself. Like, am I really doing this for a living? Like, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm true. really like getting paid to do what I absolutely love. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I, and I like about how you were saying, you know, it is, it is about commitment. Now, um, I always tell my clients, like you choose how committed you want to be. Like you said, you know, it, it can be all in or all out, but if you just want to put a toe in, then know that you're just going to get a toe back. Right. It's just, so it's like the, the amount of effort that you're willing to put into it. And, and it's also a readiness. Like some people, you might really want something, but you're not ready to put all the time and energy and effort that's going to take. Um, so they might get longer, maybe a little bit longer to like create what you want to create. Yeah. For sure. So thank you so much, Mike Chantal, for coming on the Dream Career Podcast. I don't know if Any there's time. anything else that you want to add. Yes. Where can our listeners find you actually? So my company is called Kryptony, like Krypton, the planet, but with IE, because I think I'm a superhero of colors and the awesome. superheroes are coming for the planet Krypton. So that's where I got my name from. Um, on Instagram, Kryptony Color Agency. And I'm really active on there. I love meeting new people so yeah find me I give conferences on color if you're interested I have a couple ones coming up I don't know when you're listening to the po this podcast but I always have some coming up so awesome thank you so much <laughs> it was great having you on we'll thank talk you so soon. much for inviting me anytime awesome thank you bye bye Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dream Career Podcast. Again, I'm Priscilla Jabouin, the Dream Career Expert, inspiring you to wake up to life and career you love. Don't miss the next conversation. New episodes come out on the last day of each month. I really look forward to introducing you to another fearless, amazing, passionate woman who's waking up to a life and career she loves. If you're looking for some additional inspiration between episodes, you can sign up to receive my monthly soul tips and inspiration newsletter on my website at mymaptohappiness.com under the contact me tab. See you in a month.